was good. It was good. He created the first man and woman. He said it was very good. So Adam and Eve were created good and they were able. So God did not create us unable to keep his law. They were able to love and obey God perfectly. And Genesis 2 teaches us this. And then in Genesis 3, right, we read the story of the serpent. He comes to Adam and Eve in the garden. He lied to them. He tempted them. An awful thing happened. They believed him. They believed his words over God's words. And then the commentator David Bisgrove said, when Adam believed and acted on that lie, that's what he did, Paul tells us, okay, what happened at that moment? Paul tells us in Romans 5, and we'll read that shortly, that sin, that moment when he believed that lie, sin entered the world the way a virus enters the body, infecting all mankind from that time on. This is why from my earliest days and my children's earliest days and in the future, their children's earliest days, we all say things like mine. And he had talked about that beforehand and how kids are from very young age or their selfishness is exposed. He goes on to say, see, when Adam sinned as our representative, our nature became enslaved to sin so that we no longer want or seek God. But when Christ came, he was the second Adam. You got two Adams in the Bible. Adam in the garden was the first Adam and Christ, one of his names, is the second Adam. When the second Adam came, where the first Adam failed, the second Adam succeeded. The first Adam was called to love and obey God. He failed. The second Adam, Christ, was called to love and obey God. And he loved and obeyed God perfectly. He knew no sin. Where the first Adam brought death through his disobedience and selfishness. He was selfish. He disobeyed. And that brought death to all He represented, which was all of mankind, including you and me. So where he did that, the second Adam, he didn't bring death. He brought life through his obedience and sacrifice on the cross. So let me read you because Romans 5 spells this out. Romans 5 verse 12 says, therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man and death through sin. And so death spread to all men because all sinned. That is what the Bible teaches. So when Adam sinned, you were in Adam and you sinned. Through Adam, all sinned. So... Adam's guilt and Adam's now sinful nature was passed on to all of us. This is what the Bible teaches. 
So Adam, when he was in the garden, he was not just this individual in the garden. Adam was there as a head of all mankind. He was there as a representative of all mankind. Therefore, whatever Adam did and how how Adam responded to God and how Adam lived in the garden was going to have repercussions for all of mankind. This is what the Bible teaches. And you might be tempted to think things like that is not fair. That's not fair. This is what the Bible teaches. Adam was there as our federal head, as our covenant representative. So what he did affected us. It might be helpful to think of it this way. I've always been helped by this. When I feel like that's unfair, it's good for me to remember that if I were there in the garden, I wouldn't have done anything differently. Not to think too highly of myself. So that when I think that it's unfair, I'm not saying, well, I wish I was, I was there. I wish I was there because I would have done a better job. I don't think I would have. But secondly, and this is really important, if we don't like that, and we might not like that, that feels unfair that one man could blow it for all of us. Be careful. Be careful. Because if you don't like that kind of system, that economy, then we're rejecting Christ. Right? You can't dismiss the first representative and say, I don't like the first representative, but I like the second representative. This is how God has, has decreed to save his people. So yes, we were all represented in Adam. And for those of us who believe for God's elect, God's children, we were represented by Christ. He was the head of a new creation. He was there as head of his people. And what did he do in our place? He obeyed God perfectly. The same test that was set for Adam in the garden was set for Christ. He obeyed God perfectly. Never broke God's law. Loved God with all of his heart, mind, soul, and strength. And then, not only that, he died in our place. And so, yes, it's true that Adam's sin and guilt has been imputed to us. We didn't do it back there in the garden but it was credited to our account. But also, we didn't and could never do what Jesus did in his life and on the cross, and yet that was imputed to us as well. That was credited to our account so that we can stand before God one day with the righteousness of Christ as as our own. So that's what we're learning in Romans 5. Romans 5, 15 through 17 elaborates but the free gift the free gift of christ grace is is not like the trespass that adam did right it's very different what jesus did what adam did is very different for if many died through one man's trespass much more have the grace of god and the free gift by the grace of that one man, Jesus Christ, abounded for many. And the free gift 
is not like the result of that one man's sin. For the judgment following one trespass brought condemnation. But the free gift following many trespasses brought justification. This is a wonderful passage to read and study. And it's, it's one of the m- most skillfully written things that Paul ever wrote. And you read how he contrasts and goes back and forth between the first Adam and the second Adam and uses these these opposing words, condemnation and justification and death and life. Four, verse 17. For if because of one man's trespass, death reigned through that one man, much more will those who receive the abundance of grace And the free gift of righteousness reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. And then one line said really well by Abraham Booth. And as he was not only the natural, but this is Adam, the natural but federal head and representative of his unborn posterity, He sinning, all his offspring sinned in him and fell with him. The guilt of his first sin being imputed and a corrupt nature derived to all who descended from him by natural generation. This is what we mean when we say that we are sinners by nature and by choice. Okay, we're sinners by choice, right? I do bad things because I want to do bad things. And no one's coercing me or compelling me or pushing me to do those. But I'm also, I'm also a sinner by nature. I was born in a state of sin. Okay. So, one more time. And let's say it together. And then I'll close us in prayer. Question 14. Did God create us unable to keep His law? And the answer is, let's say it together, no. But because of the disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, all of creation is fallen. We are all born in sin and guilt, corrupt in our nature and unable to keep God's law. Let's pray. Father in heaven. Thank you for opening our eyes to our failure Thank you for helping us to see our condition spiritually before you, a good and right God. Thank you for the salvation that you have brought to us through Jesus Christ. And may we never forget that without your grace, And without your mercy, we would still be lost. Bless the rest of our time this morning as we gather with the rest of our church family and others who will be here today to worship you. And we pray that you be glorified in all we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.